Good morning, folks, and welcome to Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Adelaide Fringe. And I am joined by Scotty from Foragebilt. Hey, Scotty, how are you going? Very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Now, Scotty, tell me a bit about Foragebilt. What's it all about? So it's all started from a company we started about five years ago called Forage Supply Co. Yep. Um, so the vision of the business is smallest impact on the environment, greatest impact on the community. Yeah. We wanted to hit five key pillars, which was eat, drink, plant, wear, and build. So the little pod that we've got next to us is yep. a little tiny house for um, homelessness. Yep. So it's a transitional, sustainable little pod, uh, 16 square metres. And the concept is working with developers that have underutilised land, we go and place these small cohort communities, mm. so women's communities, youth communities, communities with pets. We have support networks built within, and yep. then through our other pillars, we supply work opportunities, so getting cert ones and twos in hospitality, retail, construction. Yeah. So really working with the individual on transitioning them back into society. Yeah, nice. And just to put it into context, we're down here at Gluttony, the Adelaide Fringe, and uh, we're sort of next door but one to each other. We've got the first aid tent in between us, which I'm hoping doesn't come in handy. <laughs> Let's hope we're both not in there at one point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Something could go very wrong today. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Shiv and I, before before we met you and we were looking at your uh, your pod there, Shiv and I were talking about the, the possibility of us sleeping in it because we're here all the time anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it looks I'll, really comfortable. I'll, I'll let you know where the spare keys kept <laughs> yeah, thank you now but tell us about the pod though because it does look really luxurious and comfortable and it, it's, a, it's a really beautiful looking thing yeah so the design around it was very much working on dignity yeah. so the architect was studio nine architect who's also a partner with us um we really wanted to work with uh working with high high ceilings um a lot of natural light and then really working on soft finishes. So yeah. obviously within the homeless sector side, there's a lot of mental health issues. Yes. So we really wanted to make it feel like a home. So the deck out the front was something like, welcome to my home. Yeah. Come in, something we're super proud of. Yeah. And not just a house in the middle of nowhere, um, something where they can have this whole community built around them. Yeah, and, and it really does look like, I mean, when we first saw it, we actually thought it was one of those tiny houses that people buy. Yeah, we are looking at, we've got a lot of interest in the commercial sector side as well. Yeah. So, you know, potentially we'll be looking at doing a um, 32 square metre one. Sure. Which is a bit more, um, I guess, towards a mother with a child yep. or the elderly. Because this the pot over there, you see there's stairs to get up to the yeah, bed. Yeah, And it's only got a single bed. So, sure. So that one is definitely a bit more work towards uh, youth homelessness. Yeah. But then looking at the ecotourism model and, you know, it, it is a bit of a glorified granny flat at the sure. moment. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, potentially like mining companies might be yeah. interested. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, But then, you know, a percentage of that would go back into helping us build more pots for people on the Perfect. street. And so now tell me, how do the, uh, how do the homeless community yep. find out about what you do? Yeah, so we've been uh, lucky enough. So when I started Forage Supply Co. five years ago, mm. um, before that I did a sports recreation and management degree. Yeah. Um, I had to volunteer for a community group, and yep. I volunteered for Hut Street Centre, yep. uh, which is a homeless community group here in Adelaide. Um, and through that, my business partner now had just started playing football for Port Power here, sure. and he became an ambassador for Hut Street Centre. Yep. So I, through my 20s, um, lived in the Brossa Valley, and like anybody that lives in the Brossa Valley, did some sort of work in the winery. Yes. So pretty well for five years, I was working at Wolf Plus for their vintage period, which mm -hmm. is right now. So pretty well worked for three months, travel for nine months. Yeah. So I was very lucky to be able to see um, about 75 different countries, actually, through wow. my 20s, which was yeah, great. That's cool. Um, and then just a bit more context on the whole sustainability side yep. of it. One of my final um, 
one of my final stops was actually in Honduras, yep. Utila. I did my dive master's course over there for three months. Sure. Um, and as a part of that, I got to spend obviously a fair bit of time with the locals there. Um, and I was like, wow, the reef system's so beautiful here. Yeah. After really getting down to the nuts and bolts, they said, you know, it's terrible to what it was 20 years right. ago. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, and why is that? It's us as humans. Yeah, we're destroying it. Yeah. So we sort of came back and obviously I had a fair bit of interest in um, the homeless sector side too. So I was getting a lot of ideas on what different countries were doing to combat poverty over there as well. Yep. So I kind of brought these ideas back here to Adelaide, South Australia. Yep. And then when me and Westy wanted to start the brand up, we were sort of looking at what's our why. So why are we starting yep. this? Yep, it was a great place to start. It is. Yep. And we both look back, obviously both passionate about homelessness. Yep. Um, and I definitely had this um, passion for sustainability now yep. to seeing what everyone was doing around the world. So that's where the motto came up with smallest impact on the environment, greatest impact on the community. Yeah, love it. So pretty well with our, um, I guess, our connection to Hutt Street Centre, mm. we work with them quite closely. So the 15 people, I mean, the first people we hired were all from Hutt Street Centre. Right. Um, for our catering side of the company. Yeah. And we've been able to now donate over 3,500 plant-based meals back to homeless awesome. shelters. Yeah, brilliant. And hire over 7,500 hours of homelessness. That's amazing. The, the whole social enterprise thing really is key, isn't it? And, and especially to sustainability. You know, the, 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 whole, the old adage of teach a man to fish is, is really, it's really important. It's, and it's so important for people's dignity as well to be able to feel like they've got purpose. 100%. We're very much focusing on people's purpose. Yeah. So it's a lot of people that we've hired were very successful business people, yeah. you know, ex-cricketers sure. that have just made a few bad decisions. Yeah. Um, so we're very much on the stories, not stereotypes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So we're trying to really change this stigma around homelessness. Yeah. Um, we've been lucky enough to partner with uh, Yolumba for a, a little campaign yeah. where they're doing a homefulness grenache. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So they're raising 90 grand for us to build another pod. Right. Um, and the idea around homefulness is getting positivity around the word. So yeah. we're very much trying to get the concept that a lot of people see people on the street and that's what they think a homeless person is. Yeah. So for that one person on the street, there's generally 16 invisible that you don't see. Yeah. Um, the biggest increase in homelessness at the moment is women above 55. Yeah, right. So COVID's been a big part in that. They're generally hospitality or retail, single mothers, you know, just have never been homeless before. And yeah. so we're really trying to get that idea that, you know, you're crook, you go to hospital. Yeah. You end up in this scenario, you can go get help from one of these um, organisations like Hut Street Centre. Yeah. And then we can help through the next stage through getting them a house, getting them a community, getting them some more work and then transitioning back. I love that word, homefulness. That's, yeah, that's really key. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it puts a massive massive positive slant on. So how is it funded? How do you normally get your funding for this? So at the moment, we've just privately funded it and yeah. through our partners ourselves. So the first prototype, which what we're next to at the moment, yep. is just really your place to go touch and feel. Yep. So now we're working with different partners um, at the moment to help us uh, build money for... Um, build money. How do you build Great. money? Yeah. <laughs> if they work that out. Well, yeah. Let's ask Donald Trump. He's done it. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're building lots of money now. So we're working with um, a lot of like partners around here. Uh, Romeo's, uh, they jumped on as a partner oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. a couple months ago. So they've raised over 10 grand to help us build the next pod. Yep. And then anybody, any public can come in and help us. Um, just a little tap and go next door to help yep. us raise the money. To We're really after getting the um, case study around the first village mm. so we can showcase that the re-offend rate will be dropping sure and will that the land will that be donated as a temporary space until it's sold how does that work yeah so we're working with developers that are yep. waiting two three years for their development approvals yep so pretty well it's dormant land 
So there's an increase in homelessness, there's a lack of housing, yep. and obviously there's no land about. Yeah. So we're looking at why don't we activate these dormant blocks of land. Absolutely. So, and again, with we're trying to get the small cohorts, so women's yeah. communities, youth communities, communities, pets, having yeah. caseworkers on site, so minimise the risk um, of the, uh, the community there. So yep. we're really... Really working with the developers that are, have a bit of a social conscience, yep. um, you know, and they will just get pretty well a bit of a social license to be like, you know, great, we, we're not using this land for anything, why don't we use it to help the community? Absolutely. Well, why wouldn't you? Um, so how can people, I know you've talked about, you know, donations and that, how, how can people truly help you to get this thing up and going? Yeah, so we've got, you know, there's a few other little concepts that we do at Forage Supply Co as well. Yep. Um, we've got, as I said before, the Eat, Drink, Plant, Wear, Build. Yep. So we've got a little um, micro winery up in the Brossa Valley yep. that we do minimal intervention and organic wines. So with, uh, there's a link on our website there where we use the, um, uh, the viticultural side also as an employment agency. Yep. Get um, people in to help us pick and prune, hand label, hand wax some of our, our bottles yep. too. Um, so you can jump online and help uh, purchase a few lovely delicious bottles of wine. Yeah. Um, and the other big thing for us is just creating awareness. Yes. Um, you know, if you've got contacts or you know people that might be interested, yep. it's a big part. And, you know, we can't do this ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a whole yep. community and we're really passionate about collaboration and working together. You know, no matter what industry you are, there's yep. definitely a way that we can all work together to help um, create a solution to her homelessness. And, and, and do you know what? The fact of the matter, and it sounds mercenary, but it's a fact, is that it, it, it has such a massive economic impact, doesn't it? Which affects everyone to, to get this right. 100%. As we sort of briefly touched on, the, the rear-end rate's quite high. Yeah. So if we can, what we're trying to do is build this community to get the case study around to show that the rear-end rate will be dropping. Yep. Through very simple fact of dignity, yeah. work opportunities, um, community. It's, it's working on the individual themselves and yep. treating, them, treating them like human beings. So if we can start showing that people are less likely to go back through jail, hospital, emergency accommodation, there's a huge saving on the government if we can start transitioning them back into society. Yeah, and, and we've got to start thinking laterally about these solutions. 100%. There's a lot, of, a lot of people that end up on the street and might end up through the jail system. Generally, when they get back on the street, if they go into some social housing or back, to, back on the street, it's not very safe at all. So no. they'll, they'll end up going, well, I've got no community out here. I can't get food, I've got no shelter. So yep. they, their community is actually back in jail. Yeah, yeah. So they end up reoffending and going back there because there's nothing out here. Correct. So how do we break that cycle is yeah. what we're really trying to do. And economically, I don't I, I might be completely wrong. Was, was it, is it about $100,000 a year or something for to, to house an offender in jail? I think, yeah, it's around that mark. Yeah. So, you know, if you start dropping those percentages even just a little bit, yeah. it's a huge saving. It's massive. Yeah. So, and you know, that's that's a big goal for us is to get these case studies to then prove to the mm. governments that, you know, that, again, it's it's a housing's not going to solve homelessness, the community yeah. will. But if we have all these different areas and different pillars coming into it, yeah. you know, what can the government do? What can the non-profits do? What can the council do? What can us as social enterprises do to help this um, issue? Yeah. It can then create a solution. Absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure having you sat in the pods, Scotty. Thank you very Again. much. Again. I loved it. <laughs> Well, we'd like to think that as uh, as you guys are providing people with purpose, we're providing people with the opportunity of a voice. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think we work together quite well in that respect. Uh, folks, if you're down at Gluttony at the Fringe, come and see us. Come and see Scotty at Forage Built and come and see us at Poddy. Uh, Scotty, tell the folks how they can get in touch with you, where they can find you. Yeah, so we've also got our catering company here at Fringe um, called Forage Supply Co. So you can come down here, have a chat to me. I'll either be at the pod or in the uh, stall. 
And if not, we've got the website, obviously, www.foragesupply.co or all Instagram, Facebook, all those little social... All the usual social channels. Yeah. Scotty, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, mate. Cheers, folks. This is Podcast. It's the unofficial podcast of the Adelaide Fringe. I'm Richard Miller signing off.